0: Monday. Hard at work on my latest piece for radio, The South Tring Bubble. Act One describes the allocation of railway shares to a gullible public already suffering from the ravages of tuberculosis. Meanwhile, the navvies sweat as they hew out the tunnel under the gaze of flinty-eyed railway boss Sir Jeremiah Stovepipe. So, Stovepipe. Dig, damn you. Dig, I say. Excuse me, Mr. Ridd. Mm. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Oh,
1: yes, Harvey. Got to turn the water off now, so if you need to use the lav, or maybe even make a cup of coffee... Oh, good gracious, I haven't offered you anything, have I? Oh, it's all right. I didn't want to stop the creative juices flowing. No, uh, we can turn them off for a bit too. Um, milk and two sugars? Just milk, thanks.
0: No sugar? You are a qualified plumber, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, got the corgi badge and everything. So, uh, what are you writing? It's a script about a famous swindle. You mean like The Sting? That's my all-time favourite. Yes, take away the music though, and you're not left with very much, are you? Uh Oh, just got the DVD. I suppose that's another lucrative market for you blokes. Pretty good, yes. So what happens in this then? Well, it's about building a railway in the early 19th century. Oh yeah, big train crash. Everybody trapped in the tunnel, race against time. Florence Nightingale. Mm. Well, there is a crash, but it's financial and Obviously, on radio, you hear it rather than see it. Oh, yeah. I love Radio 4. You get some really good actors on it. Mm, so I gather. Sadly, none of them have been in any of my plays.
0: Though Rodney Bewes wasn't bad in the one about the birth of the Scout movement.
1: Where do you get all your ideas from?
0: The truthful answer was the third drawdown on the left-hand side of my desk, as The South Tring Bubble was a slight reworking of my 30-year-old play on a similar theme entitled... The Amazing True Story of the South Trink Bubble, the drug-addled prefix being de rigueur at the time. You couldn't get anything commissioned unless it was called the Psychedelic This or the Amazing That. I remember seeing a production of The Incredible Importance of Being Earnest at the Roundhouse, in which the famous handbag was the only thing Lady Bracknell had to cover her manhood. And I didn't want to disillusion my Radio 4-loving, ponytailed plumber further by confessing that my new play would be broadcast not on the BBC but the local commercial station, Hemel Sound. An interesting historical footnote is that the fee I commanded in 1976 was £50 more than the truly bloody incredible 250 quid my agents had negotiated for me this time round. How's that for a railway swindle? Would you like some more champagne, sir? Junior, I
1: believe I would. Now, I'm going to propose a toast to Felix Jeffrey Literary Associates. Felix Jeffrey
0: Associates. Oh, It's Ed Reardon. Well, just let it ring. Yeah, but he, he can't put his hand up my jumping.